If the economy is so bad, these trends wouldn't be happening. I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. And I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos, and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV-loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together, we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life. But we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no-fluff fun conversations that will give you helpful on-the-go finance tips, even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. For 2024, I thought we could put a stake in the sand and say, this is our predictions for 2024. This is how we see this year going um, based on what we saw in 2023, based on Uh, just economic trends and our experience in helping people with their money. So with that being said, 2024, how do you see it playing out? What I heard in my head was 2424. I don't know why. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. (laughs) Uh, 2024, um, I mean, my my overall prediction is more of the same. Um, I, uh, I mean, disclaimer here, I am very far away from an economist. Uh, that is not my jam. I am a crazy busy mom just trying to keep all the plates spinning and not to break not break too many too often. Uh, who talks to a lot of people about money stuff so that's where I'm coming from um but what I my prediction is yeah more of the same um and I would say that the reason I have that prediction my very very analytical deep research um is I love to talk to people all over the place because we like to travel and I I feel like I'm always researching different places to go Um, and when I do that I hear people saying that their situations are the same like all over this planet Um, so I am just gonna guess that we're gonna get some more of the same Um, what do you think do you think we're gonna see any like major shifts anywhere I don't think that I see major shifts, but I think I do see some shifts happening in terms of like the big macro economic on a national basis. Mm-hmm. I think the Bank of Canada, um, in terms of their interest rate changes, I think it's going to remain relatively stable. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Well, Full disclosure, I almost have a 100% um, wrong prediction with the Bank of Canada. When I think <laughs> they do one thing, they always do the other. So take my my predictions with a grain of salt. Maybe it's wishful thinking. I, I want Bank of Canada to stabilize. I feel like that would be good economic policy. Also, although I have a minor in economics, I'm not an economist. I do think there, there'll be some stability in the interest rates 
might not be at a level that people are comfortable with, but it will hopefully not fluctuate as much as it has in the last 24 months. Uh Um, In terms of real estate, I also think there's some really uncomfortable trends going on there in terms of market prices, affordability, as well as rent. Uh I think, unfortunately, that's going to get worse. Yeah. Without some sort of political um, step in and letting the market kind of dictate itself, I, I just think it's going to be out of touch for so many Canadians, which is unfortunate and just a terrible, terrible place to be. Totally. Yeah. I also feel like um, a lot of people seem to be more on top of things than they have in the past. Like, I don't know if it may be just people know my name more, so they're reaching out more frequently than they have in the past, but I am seeing more people wanting to get organized in advance as instead of it being like a reactionary measure. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's a me thing or an age thing because, you know, I am like mid, I don't want to say midlife, but I am getting older. (laughs) And so also the demographics around me are getting older. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like people are being less reactionary. So I think with that comes better planning, Mm -hmm. last minute frivolous spending, Uh which also would go in line with my prediction for Bank of Canada stabilizing rates. Yeah. Fair. I would agree with Bank of Canada stabilizing rates. I think that, you know, they, they needed to put rates up to um, slow things down. Um, and but in like from, we have to remember that the Bank of Canada owes a lot of money too. Um, and so raising rates uh, raises it for everybody. Um, and I think that, um, given that as well as seeing that it it has made a difference um in people's spending habits um that uh you know that that impact they were looking for i think is is happening um so therefore why would they keep you know continue to raise it uh, potentially unnecessarily um and i think that you know they do this, like I say, they do it for a reason. They do it to um, slow things down in terms of inflation and and prices. Um, And I think that's why we're seeing people or, you know, why you're seeing people wanting to be more proactive. Um, There was a lot of years where people in our age group, um, like they were just making a whole bunch of money in their investment account. Um, Things just, you know, always went up for like a long time and their mortgage rates were really low and borrowing was really easy. Like it was a bit of a walk in the park um, when you look at a longer time line um so all of our like developing adult years were in this like pretty rosy economic scenario um and I think we just got kind of hit in the face with 
some adulting you know but like <laughs> things don't always work out like it doesn't always go that way mortgage rates aren't always under three percent and investment rates aren't always double digits like we we just had to um yeah kind of take a little bit more personal responsibility um I would say that that there's what I see is like there's two camps there's there's those and this is probably with anything um there's those who are approaching this like okay what can I do um and those are likely the people with the privilege of feeling like they can take some personal responsibility to make a difference. Um, and then there's there's the other camp um, who aren't ready or aren't able, you know, maybe not in the same position and they feel like there's nothing they can do. And so what's the point? Um, I mean, <laughs> Did you notice anything online about those stupid pink and red Stanley drink mugs last no, week? Tell me, tell me, I, I missed it. Oh my. Okay. So if you, if you have, a, you're listening from under a rock, you don't know what I'm talking about when I right. say like the Stanley tumbler drink cup, the one with the handle, the, you know, the, the stainless steel with the, with the straw. And so Stanley has realized that people are just, you know, absolutely mad for their cups. So they're coming out with these new, like limited edition colors. And they came out with their, um, like Valentine's day colors they did a pink kind of like a fuchsia and a red mug last week um they're selling on ebay for like hundreds of dollars they're like the beanie baby trend or something and so here i am thinking like if the economy is so bad and people are struggling so much then how is it possible that these fads are continuing like there's there's a real gap between like the haves and the have nots essentially right like these trends if the economy is so bad these trends wouldn't be happening people I are still know. spending on super crazy things and sorry I, if you bought one of those mugs I still love you I do have some judgment but we can still be friends <laughs> oh my goodness okay I I I understand where you're coming from I also need to I add completely the, disagree <laughs> I have to add the human element into yeah. it because yeah, right. I okay so over the holidays I was in Florida I have to say I know in like I'm in northern Ontario we've had this conversation before where prices here are cuckoo banunu especially at the grocery store and that's so it's usually cuckoo bananas cuckoo banana. yeah. <laughs> that's 2024 changes here and so I had this expectation that the prices when we went to Florida for food and things like that were mm -hmm. going to be relatively similar because the price is going to be less but then I have to consider the exchange rate right that was not my reality when we went to Florida we spent an exorbitant amount on food because the prices were the same. They are very, very high. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, six, $7 for a watermelon. It was $50 for four 
kid meals at McDonald's in American dollars. Wow. It was seven dollars for a Starbucks grande latte. Mm-hmm. American. American. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I was there already. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm there already. Yeah. So I'm contributing to the problem. I'm voting with my dollars. I'm there already. Yeah. Um, so it's that, but also this fear of life passing you by without mm-hmm. taking advantage of the things that are important to you and if it is important to you to fit into this stanley cup club yes it's worth the price of admission which is however many hundreds of dollars you have to spend on this weird cup (laughs) totally so it's like and then you think okay well i'm not maybe they're cutting in other ways maybe i'm not getting my eyelashes done maybe i'm not dyeing my hair maybe whatever thing you used to spoil yourself with before I'm not doing those things now I'm just going to go and buy myself the mug like this psychology of money is real yeah and it isn't considered in the economic models Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the fact that we're in this really uncomfortable economic position of you know ash like in our lifetime high interest rates Um, not a lot of growth in the market bumpiness Mm -hmm. but we're still spending I get it totally yeah yep I hear you yeah I felt that way too during COVID when people were jumping in the real estate market and I was like but wait like like pause for a second like you're going into a bidding war with 14 other people trying to put your best bid in, but these numbers don't make any sense. So like, let's yeah. take a breath and let's make the, the numbers don't work here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but I'll never have a chance. I won't be able to enter this club. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm willing to, to spend more than is worth just to enter the club. Our desire to fit in is really strong as human beings, isn't it? It's, it's a tricky balance for sure. It is a tricky, tricky balance. And I mean, I, I hope, because those are things that I talk to people about a lot, um, you know, in, in terms of their, their spending and saving and their decision-making and, and um, so I completely agree with all the things that you said. And I think that those people often they'll be the ones who well I guess they can come from either camp they can come from the camp who feels like they are going to take some personal responsibility those are the ones who you know maybe cut back on on another area of spoiling themselves um and then um in the other side those who feel like you know what's the point this is you know bigger than me um prices are whatever they're going to be so I'm just going to pay them um the other ones, you know, maybe buying the the Stanley cups and and not uh, not worrying too much about it. But you know, I I think that if if those trends are possible, that means that people have spendable dollars. Mm. Um, and the point of rising interest rates are to slow this stuff down. Um, and if the general population is not slowing down, then we might see 
interest rates go up, um, or I, we should say lending rates probably to, to be clear what we're talking about, um, we could see lending rates go up or at least stay the same. I mean, history says that, you know, 5% is a normal lending rate. That's that's what the the textbooks say lending should be. You know, I think they go from like three to six or three to 5% or something in, in the textbooks, right? So um, this is normal. Wow. And this is, you know, often these conversations can get political. And I, and I just always remind people, like, look at another country, they're complaining about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like them or hate them. This is not JT's problem. Oh, no, not saying that he made good decisions or bad decisions. I know that if I was in that position, I would make decisions that some people love and some people hate. That's just human nature that's politics that's you know there's no pleasing everybody um but I think that I think it's a a bit of a like scapegoat kind of conversation to just blame the guy at the top um you know and if if we're barking at the leaders for putting us in the position while we have a hundred dollar mug in our hands um like I just think that like we all play a role in this stuff and like we all got to do our part and understand this is a global problem this is not a Canada problem um and uh yeah like him or hate him he didn't create he didn't create it yeah and I think too if you think about it like weather, like if it's raining somewhere, that's what it's like with this um, inflation. It's raining everywhere, okay? So Mm -hmm. every country is getting rain. It's just a matter of which ones have built roofs over themselves, you know? And so, I mean, we've done really well in Canada relative to other countries. Yeah, Mm-hmm. that's one thing to keep and we don't have a lot of um we don't have a lot of people here yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. we have a lot of infrastructure and not a lot of people mm-hmm. and so that's something to keep in mind too absolutely. Um, absolutely. I, I feel like you mentioned something well, while you were saying it I thought oh I should pipe in but now I I didn't want to interrupt you and now I forgot <laughs> Oh. Anyways, it doesn't matter. A lot of the other things to consider are like um tra- like shipping and transportation too. So like mm-hmm. there's all these wars going on. Mm-hmm. And so that is gonna impact the cost of things. Another thing to keep in mind for 2024, not to make this a political podcast, but there is an election in the biggest country in on the planet uh this year and it's going to consume our media yes regardless of what's happening regardless of which way you lean when we are infiltrated with with you know panic and you know this is happening and, and your decision really matters and all these things it really limits our decision-making ability too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't make the best decisions when you're under, you know, this outside stress. I saw this, I mean, I I don't get all of my information from TikTok, but I do consume <laughs> quite a bit. 
And there was a person on there, she's from the US and she was saying um, her expertise is real estate or rentals or something. And she was saying that she thinks once the media starts, which will likely be in August, home sales are going to dramatically decrease until after the election, until after people know what, what's going to happen. Mm. So I find that really fascinating too. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, in the, yeah, in the U.S., there, there's a, a very, very big decision for them to make, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, um, and because being in Canada, like, they're really big and they're right beside us and we're pretty closely tied economically to them. Um, So yeah, what happens down there does make a difference. Um, In terms of real estate, I think um, that that TikToker might be on something for the US. I don't know how much that impacts Canada, even though we're super connected. Um, But the basics of economics are supply and demand supply um, if supply is down and demand is high then our uh, our prices are going to go up so where people are really talking about moving around more like cross country leaving provinces going to new provinces maybe it's my age that I'm hearing these conversations more but it's it's a daily conversation in my world on people relocating. So those less expensive areas that people are relocating to, well, if demand goes up and supply stays the same, economics says that prices are going to go up there. It might take a while, but those prices would, of course, go up because now there's more demand. Mm. Um, And so just following those basics of economics um we you can make some predictions of course there's so many different um facets that are much beyond my iq um to uh to consider but you know i know for me i live on an island um it's very hard to expand because we're surrounded by a moat and that supply and demand like our prices are not going to change much on the island um and what's interesting is i mean here anyways and and not just specifically on the island but in bc we've seen some really major changes um from a policy perspective in the last few months um one of them being that the provincial government has mandated that our municipalities create X number of new homes in the next, I think it's five years or something. Um, So that put the pressure on the municipalities and other municipalities are going to have to change their internal processes to get these building permits out, to get zoning uh, rules changed so that more houses can be started in this new mandated time um as well as we are now not allowed airbnbs outside of your primary residence um so our condo market has been flooded there are so many condos for sale for people who owned multiple condos for airbnb use but how do you enforce that it is going to be crazy um i don't know what it is the the fines are outrageous outrageous I can't I haven't followed it uh closely um people are losing their shirts 
over at like the Airbnb, you know, the professional Airbnbers who have all of these mortgages and properties. Um, I believe it's February 1st that the rule comes out. Um, so that changes supply and demand instantly. All of a sudden condos are like a not a dime a dozen, um, but very different. We have people who want out of those condos fast and out of those mortgages, even if they have to take a loss on it. Um, and there's lots of supply. So yeah. that those like, um, I get like my point of bringing it up is, isn't to talk about the specifics of it. My point is to like, we've just in the last six weeks, probably, or a couple of months, we've seen these policy changes. And if anybody's ever paid attention to government, they know that policy takes freaking forever to come through. Um, but we're starting to see it. So we don't know unless we're at the table. Um, I don't know what other conversations there different levels of government are having to solve this housing and this affordable housing crisis that we have in Canada. Um, but they're, the talks are happening. So it's anybody making predictions right now that says that they actually know what's going to happen um, is total baloney. And I think that's probably the note that I would like to leave on is like watch who you're listening to they're probably wrong even if they say that all their predictions are right um this stuff is so impossible to predict like the top economists get it wrong the dudes at the bank and gals at the bank of canada get it wrong so who are any of us to say that our crystal ball is better than theirs um just I, my message to my clients is on the personal responsibility, you know, spend within your means, get out of debt at some point, not right away. Jessica's interest rates go up. Doesn't mean that it's the most important thing on the planet. Um, you know, make sure you're investing like just all of the things, right. All of the stuff that, um, that I talk to my clients about day in and day out, that's where you can make the difference. Yeah. Get the Stanley cup. If you want it, don't get it. If you don't understand, but you want to be a part of a club, don't get it. You can join our club. Absolutely. <laughs> I drink cold coffee and warm water. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here's to uh, 2024 and our bunk predictions. Maybe we'll be right. Who knows? We'll check. We'll check back next year. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers. <laughs>